protecting it during that storm. Um, I know the ridings are responsible for individually, you know, individual homes getting press service. Is that how you are or is your HOA doing it? Because our uh, HOA for Raintree, we do a collective agreement with a trash provider. Now I know Northampton Township has gone to one service provider, but they are now trash pickup. Lawn and waste is once a month. Recycling is once a month. And trash pickup is every other two weeks. Wow. Uh, so if that's the kind of service you're looking for, then go township-wide. Otherwise, if you're a part of an HOA, I highly encourage your your board to negotiate for yeah, you. Yeah, we, we, uh, we tried that, and they refused to do that. They said, uh, if you get enough people to sign individual contracts, we'll give you a good deal. And that was a few, two years ago, maybe. And they gave us, I had a deal, $73 a quarter. And, you know, I tried to go around, this was before, maybe before I became a supervisor. I don't know how long ago it was. But um, I had to go around and get everybody individually to agree to uh, be a client of waste management so that we wouldn't have so many trucks coming through. They wouldn't sign a contract with the HOA. And they said, though, because then recently uh, they said to the HOA, they made a deal. It wasn't a binding contract. They made a deal with the HOA and says, we'll give your members a slight um, uh, discount. So now I'm getting it for $90. Maybe other people who work with waste management is $99 a quarter. So, yes, I don't know who uh, your neighborhood hires for... Uh, we, use, we use EnviroGreen. What's it and called? We've had them EnviroGreen. Okay. And we've had them for a number of years with, uh, up until the pandemic with everything, have, their trucks were breaking down, they couldn't get parts. But up until the pandemic, they were spectacular. Yeah. I mean, well, we were getting trash, pick, trash collection twice a week and recyclables once a week and still are. Yeah, I wish we could do that, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think your HOA needs to be a little more forceful with them. Yeah, I'm no longer involved with the HOA. I mean, one political appointment is enough for me. I'm not going to get involved with another board <laughs> to try to yeah, change I, things, but... I mean, my, my, my trash removal fees are, are bundled in with my HOA fees. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's the way it should be, yeah. I was I was paying seventy two dollars a quarter with waste management until the association had the contract. I was supposed to be grandfathered in at the seventy two, and then I'm I'm paying nine. I was paying ninety nine, so I switched to McCullough, who's doing once a week trash and recycle, and if you, I'm paying one hundred two a quarter for them, and they're pretty. You pick up the phone and a person answers, which is what I like, and you can get things resolved quickly. However, if you want twice a week trash, I think it was one twenty nine a quarter, a little more for it, but I'm going to see if I can do it, work it out the way that they're offering it at the 102. But there, there just has to be a better way because as individuals, I don't think we have as much strength as, you know, the township, you know. Well, yeah, as I was told by my HOA president, you know, as I guess he might have been doing some research. All these companies are kind of uh, trying to walk away from residential hauling uh, and making deals on a more commercial basis. So maybe, you know, doing a, a HOA-wide, a community-wide deal if it's big enough. But if you're too small, you know, maybe they don't care. I don't know. But... Um, I did start the survey a while ago when somebody else asked me about this, and I haven't done my research yet on how other townships may be doing this and, you know, what other townships are uh, contracting. If you, anybody knows, please get in touch with me and uh, let me learn more about that. Hey, Don, uh, I, uh, thank, you for, thank you for doing this. That's, that's amazing. Hi, Boris. Uh, yeah, so about about the trash collection, 
So in our HA, we have we have Republic and you know they're pretty good. I mean we have twice a week price correction and it's something like around ninety dollars. But my question is, if if township makes agreement with the company, whatever company it is, where is where is guarantee that like it will be better or it will be good? You know, like right now, you ha if you have bad service, at least you have options like to you know to switch to another company. At least you will feel better about this. If there is only one company and you know nobody picks up the phone and nobody picks up the trash, what do you do? Where do you call them? Well. You would have to call the township, I guess, and because uh, they would have to manage that. And I'm not quite sure how this would get, uh, you know, implemented, whether it might be some kind of referendum uh, in terms of you have to might have to have a dedicated tax. And sometimes that requires, you know, a referendum on the ballot. I'm not sure. Uh, and at that point, you know, but even if not, you would have a series of meetings with the township, public meetings to discuss the deal that maybe the township is working on and getting public feedback on that uh, to get the best possible deal. But that's why I like to talk to some other townships, how they went about and how they managed it and how their residents are happy or not happy with it. Um, Cause I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just bring this up at a board meeting without doing my homework. So, help me with my homework. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Do you know any other township that has this like single, single provider? Yeah, uh, there, there are some neighboring. I don't know. Uh, I'm not. Uh, don't quote me on it, but maybe Middletown does. I'm not sure. But or Northampton. Um, I got to check up on that. I have a question. So your HOAs, you have, I'm sorry, like if they pick one, everyone has to go with that one? Mine? No. No, no, no. Yeah, because we're a new town grant. I wouldn't want that. Because um, we were, there was one we weren't pleased with and we had the freedom to choose who we want to choose, which I like. And we use um, Whitetail. Okay. And they've been great. Okay. I, I, I don't know if I necessarily want you know, a certain panel deciding for a whole neighborhood, what I yeah, use, our, that's free enterprise. Our, our HOA has one provider and I, I think it's because, um, well, certain of, certain parts of Newtown Grant are more high density than other parts. Um, but we're high density townhouses and we have tight little courts and we don't yeah. want trucks coming through every single, you know, somebody has Monday, Thursday, somebody has Tuesday, Friday, somebody has Wednesday, Saturday, and then you have trash out all yep. the time. Yep. You know, I see it at the ridings. It's like every time I go through the ridings, someone has a has a trash can out every single four, day of the week and it doesn't look good. There there are four to yeah. five providers, four to five trash companies in Country Bend. And there's there's one specific one, I don't know who it is, but they come like at five in the morning and it's so loud. It's every day there's you know trash companies and I don't I rather I rather personally have one come once a day and then you don't have to see everyone's garbage all the time. Yeah. Uh, Linda, yeah, as long as the costs are kept where people want them to be. Right. Well, then you have your township supervisor change trash companies if it's not suitable. I mean, whoever is yeah. in charge. Yeah, yeah. It, it would people be easier. Agree. Uh, Linda from Middletown informs me by chat here that Middletown uh, includes trash, recycling, and yard waste rolled into our taxes. Now, that's another thing, yard waste. Some of these other companies, uh, um, waste management used to pick up all our yard waste. I mean, if we had 10 bags out there, they would pick them up. Now they're only gonna pick up two at a time, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, some other companies don't even pick up uh, yard waste. And so the only thing you got to do is stuff them into their containers or get your neighbor to help you. Um, and for Middletown, uh, Linda says trash pickup is two times per week. So I got to ask her, and she says recycling is one time per week and yard waste is one time per week in the spring, summer, and fall. And they have waste management. 
Oh my God, they hired waste management. Yikes. <laughs> I got to talk to Linda about that. Hi, Linda, are you on the line here? <laughs> anyway, she wants, she wants to remain anonymous. <laughs> Any other uh, issues out there? Jan, how you doing? You wanna? <laughs> how do people feel about the uh, pedestrian bridge, one way or another? Nothing. Um, I like the one. I like the one down off of Frost Lane. I think that's mm -hmm. going to be a big boost to to the that whole shopping center because you're going to be able to walk back and forth. I think the the one from Seaview is a little further down than I kind of hoped it would be. Yeah, I was hoping it would be kind of closer to Old St Andrew's Church there, but you know the fact is is that they're supposedly connecting to those ball fields back there, which if we can use as parking for events that we have, you know mm -hmm. we have the Welcome Day on the street. There's Market Day. Yeah. There's the parades that go through both the township yeah. and borough. That's extra parking and that makes it a little bit shorter of a distance for people to walk from parking over. I mean, we don't have a whole. Oh, I get it. You're, you're saying um, you're saying park at the ball field, mm -hmm. and then you could go across the bridge and eventually get into the borough. The liquor store. The liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> Bring you right in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, it depends on that's pretty long walk from the ball field to the center of the borough where the, all the happening is. Uh, John, I, I walk from, John, I walk from where we are into the borough all the time. I walk, yeah. I take a backpack, go to Newtown Hardware House, do my shopping, walk all the way back. Yeah. The only other thing is that those other roads that we have, Jefferson and, and Center Avenue, those, particularly the one on Washington, you know, we have the public parking kind of around Isaac Newton's, but in order to utilize that pedestrian bridge into the township, you have to walk across a road that doesn't have a crosswalk over that little bridge. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's dangerous to I begin with. Not to mention they're so narrow that you really can't get a whole lot of people across, back and forth across them. And I don't foresee anyone making a proposal to, you know, do some construction on those three bridges to widen the pedestrian areas. Yeah, that would yeah, be a. So they, big I they approved. They approved the new lights to make it easier to cross, but they're not making it easier to walk over the bridges. But is is the Frost Lane Bridge going to be? Has it been approved? No, no. The only thing that's been approved is uh, us to apply for a grant, a million dollar grant, more or less, and uh, we're not even sure that's going to cover the whole cost. And uh, we haven't heard yet about uh, from whether we got that grant or not. And the, uh, um, the grant is supposed to be they're supposed to get word um, mid two thousand twenty four, sometime you know probably during the summer. I'm on the Newtown Creek Coalition. They just had a meeting and said. Oh, okay. Um, as far as like parking at the ballpark, um, the ballpark goes down. Have, the Chandler Field doesn't have enough parking for itself or their activities. I don't know parks and rec board there. So their overflow parking is uh, using parking at Carl Stadia and also street parking. So we don't really have, um, as parking is concerned, we don't really have, um, you know, a lot more to accommodate. We're, we're filled up with what we have. What about old St. Andrews, that big parking lot is would they give permission if there was a town event going on or is that private that's a good question it is private but you know it asked. Worth, worth asking yeah. that ballpark by the way may not be there forever just mm -hmm. to let you know um, the our boys are done using it <laughs> well we have uh, some uh we have some other um uh, free space from Toll Brothers. That's on um, what's the name? It's you know that new development that's going in by the town center on um, uh, what's it called? Um, 
I forget the name of the road now. Just north of the town center. Uh, they donated 99 acres, total donated 99 acres of space to the township. And uh, the township needs to build a new fire station that's um, more convenient to more centrally located. And uh, they may be looking at, you know, where that ball field is and move the ball field to this 99 acres of free space that we have. Um, what's that, Forest Grove? No, not Forest, what is that road? Oh God, I forget, I'm sorry. Um, it'll come to me later. Uh, nothing about the Borscht Belt? Any uh, any comments on that? I mean, you it had- doesn't see, I, I, after seeing everything, I'm driving through town, I saw Aquafrina has one, 7-Eleven has one. And why, you know, was this just brought out because of one person having a, an issue with them or, you know? No, was... no, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, um, some other, uh, some other signs have been given variances. Some other companies have been given variances. They filed a, uh, a request for a variance, I guess. But, you know, I don't know if everyone has gone through that process, but to put up any kind of a sign like that, it requires, because it's prohibited, the, the, the ordinance is quite simple. It says any sign that's, a power, you know, lit up by inert, inert, inert gas or has tubes, is prohibitive. That's all. It, that's all the ordinance says. It is doesn't. It a fire hazard. I don't know why, <laughs> but in my mind, it's like you know you've seen the movie. It's a Wonderful Life with Pottersville, mm -hmm. and it gets all yep. all these crazy signs flashing down the street and stuff like that. We didn't want the township to be look like that. I guess. Uh, well, I think everyone should put up one on their house and see what they do. I mean, you know, it's really ridiculous. Just strike the stupid rule. I mean, you know, who wants to do it anyhow? Yeah. It's, well, it's you know, I, I could see it like a problem if we were on North Sycamore Street. If all the businesses there had mm -hmm. big neon signs, I wouldn't like that. But this is really in the back of the shopping center there, off the main road. And, and it's it's okay. It's a larger neon sign than some of the other ones. But the problem is they neglected to file for a permit for that. I mean, uh, they could claim ignorance of our ordinances, but, you know, um, sometimes people do this and then nobody reports them and they can have a sign up for years. In this particular case, somebody did report them. And this is where uh, discrimination comes in because Borscht Belt has claimed that the people who reported them are anti-Semitic. And, you know, I might have to believe them. I have no reason to question them on that. So a complaint was made, basically. Now, usually, who would complain? Nobody really would you know, complain, you know, uh, unless it was like a big uh, sign like on North Sycamore Street and some of the other businesses, they wanted a sign there too. <clears throat> they might complain, but. I mean, if they were huge, like what you see in Manhattan, I get it, but this is little business. So that, I mean, they either should have no signs at all, take them all out of the town or let everyone have it if it's within a certain size allowance. Well, that's basically what the attorney for the Borscht Belt Deli uh, ended. That's his argument. If, you, uh, if you're going to allow for one, you have to allow for all. And um, the township is just is, uh, quest, is uh, fighting it just on a kind of a technicality and uh, saying that they but didn't... You, uh, they didn't taxpayers, uh, is this going to cost us money to fight this thing, which I think... I don't want my tax money 
fighting something about a sign. I mean, it seems crazy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we have to pay our lawyer to attend yeah. these things. But we yeah. have to, you know, I think the... Um, the sense of the board was that we have ordinances. Uh, other people have obeyed them or asked for variances. Why didn't they do that? They are kind of, we felt maybe they're snubbing our, their nose at us and saying, we're just going to do what we want to do. We, we don't want to file for a permit. We don't, and they didn't even file the appeal in time. I mean, it, seem like they yeah, that's what i don't get i don't want to just file the permit yeah it wasn't it wasn't I like we, understand it wasn't like we shortchanged them and gave them only 10 days to file an appeal no. we gave them more than 30 days and they still didn't file the appeal right and, and someone in our neighborhood spoke and he is jewish and he said to say that it's anti-semitic is he was really disgusted by it. He said it's a matter of laws and ordinances. They didn't file for a permit and he said they didn't do the appeal in time. And so it's you don't want to run with this whole is it anti? Was it a matter of just following rules? Whether you think are stupid or not, everyone else, if they got passed, oh well that's not our problem. It's it's sad whoever reported them. I don't know the the reason for that, but it's you know, also you did you didn't file a permit. Well, you also could charge them a late fee. Just say, this is the fee if you want it. It's a thousand dollars. Pay it and be done with it. Sure, you know, sure. Oh, they had, a, they, had a, they had another complaint about they were told $16,000. And I, I don't know where that came from. And um, it's... What was, what was $16,000? <laughs> The file late? Somebody quoted them $16,000 as a fee, but they were quoting them how to change the ordinance, <laughs> which is uh, it's different. And, uh, and so it's really too, it's really got very messed up. And there were people involved who I thought should not be involved. And the main problem, I think, is that we have hired a company to be our... Uh, code enforcement or whatever you call them. And they're like a freelance, you know, they don't live here. They don't, they're not in the office full time. I don't know what they are. And they charged us over $300,000. It was $300,000 over budget. And I don't know what the hell they are doing for $300,000. I mean, that's insane. But they don't seem to be doing their job. And the our attorney has to get involved in explaining this to the to the owners mm. rather than the um the agent that we hired so they're not even doing the work and they're getting three hundred thousand dollars anyway bill ever has raised his hand bill you're unmuted i think yeah yeah i am can you hear me john yeah yeah thanks uh, uh I, I, I came in a couple of minutes late I just want to know if you did you address anything on um, uh, Lower Silver Lake Road about the water processing wastewater processing plant that was talked about there or the next, nope. next to the Wawa? No, I haven't. You have what question do you have? Well, I'm just wondering if it is is it progressing or is it in limbo or? Uh, they made a, I think they made an offer to the owner of the property and they're in discussions as far as that's all that I know. And um, it was interesting that the Bucks County Water and Sewer Agency, who um, our sewer company has, has to pay money to because they're in charge of delivering our waste down to Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, the whole idea of having this plant over there on Lower Silver Lake Road is so we no longer have to deal with Bucks County water and sewer that want to raise rates. And they've also said to their customers, you better have a plan for fixing your pipes and stuff like that. And uh, otherwise, we're not going to let you develop any more like new restaurants or new housing, 
that require what's called these EDUs and so on. Uh, but that's why, you know, I guess our sewer authority has a plan. And so you, do you think that's going to happen, you think? Is that what you're saying? That well, it doesn't happen or you don't know? It doesn't sound like the... Um, Sounds like it's going to happen, uh, and I don't know how much it's going to cost, and if the sewer authority has all the money to cover the cost, because they were talking about another referendum uh, required to possibly get a loan out to to pay for the costs. Uh, I I was also told that the sewer authority has a lot of money in the bank somewhere, so. I'm not quite sure how much it's going to cost residents and the and then they're negotiating with the landowner and um, depending on the negotiations that that's adds more money to the cost. Yeah. Okay, well thanks for the update, uh, John. Appreciate I'm sorry I, I don't know more. You could talk to uh you know the the meetings of the sewer authority is the the second Tuesday of the month at three thirty, or in okay, you, you can attend the public meeting and ask them. Okay, so it, that's where that's where the it gets decided. Ultimately, it gets to to the supervisors, right? Um, at some point, uh, yes, it's uh, a, a land use uh, that has to be. Uh, there is, in it's in the OR district, which does allow for sewer treatment but it has very limited area in which they could build such a plant and they may need more area than that so they're going to need variances or something and some okay from the plan i ultimately does have to be approved by the township i believe okay i'll, I'll look that up and one of the concerns is what happens to the wastewater if they build a new plant and what you know what happens there environmentally it goes into the river. <laughs> I don't there know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, it doesn't travel. It's not going to, well, in order to save money, it's not going to travel to Philadelphia through the Bucks County Sewer and Water Authority pipes anymore. That's the whole thing. They want to bypass that. And I'm not sure what happens to that water, but I assume it gets. Um, you know, just put into the yeah, river. I mean, that, that's that's the concern. Is it just goes down into the local, you know, Lake Luxembourg? Gets the Lake Luxembourg gets fed from that the those streams up there on on Lower Silver Lake. I mean, it's all connected. So, yeah. uh, but I'll look. I'll, I'll I'll I didn't realize there was a meeting specific to that, so I'll look that up. Well, it's not the meetings are not specific to that, but the you know the public is yeah. invited, and you could make a public comment, ask a question, maybe they can give you more information. Okay. okay, thank you, John. Okay. Anybody else? Let's see. We talked about the bridges. We talked about the sewage plant. We talked about the stop signs. Uh, we talked about the neon signs. <laughs> Can I ask something? It's Peggy. I'm I'm just wondering about the OR district or the 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 apartments. How um, did the how did the voting go? How did the voting go? There wasn't. Yeah, I kind of forget. Let me. Uh, there wasn't anything. They the last thing was they tried to kick me off the uh, <laughs> the the board the board to to ask them questions and they failed. And so then it came up that they're in discussions with the sewer authority. So they're delaying everything and the hearing okay. has not, nothing has to been decided at the hearing. No, I'm sorry. I meant the, um, the, uh, about the, um, apartments in the, that boat. At in in the over in the uh, o, yeah. OR district, yes. Yeah, yes. well, that's what we're talking about. They had a plan. They have a plan. They presented it to in a preliminary form at a preliminary hearing before the board of supervisors. Uh, 
But before anything was really discussed, it was put on hold, basically, because they're talking to the sewer authority about scrapping that plan and selling the land to the sewer authority. So if they do, there won't be any apartments there. This was the thing that they sent to um, Wrightstown and 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 uh, Upper Makefield. They're, they're not involved. They're not involved with this. Don, I think she's asking about the area where the Newtown Business Commons are. Yeah, that's what. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, the you know the Bucks County Planning Commission was involved. The hire to. Uh, do this overlay to get new uses allowable in that area. And okay. when I started with this a long time ago with the Economic Development Committee, the whole idea was to um, have some other uses there that the people who are employed there can make use of, like you know, places to eat and places to get your dry cleaning done, a beauty salon, that kind of thing, a movie theater, maybe, uh, that kind of thing. Um, so that, you know, there's more support for, um, there's supposed to be 13,000 people who work in that area. And I don't know if they still do or not. You know, there's a lot of people working at home now. But then the Bucks County Planning Commission had a thorn in its side or something that said, oh, you need more apartment buildings <laughs> and you need more mixed use apartment buildings. And instead of just, we need to build something where there's a commercial use on the ground floor and then apartments above it. And so not only that, but also other just freestanding apartment buildings. And there's a at least one plot of land that's off to the edges that, you know, you could put a huge apartment building there and increase traffic tremendously, maybe. And some of the local people in the area are concerned about that. And I don't know if we need more uh, apartment buildings, really. Uh, I know that there's an apartment building that wants to be built in the corners, at the corners of Newtown, it's called um, Sycamore Street and uh, um, Richborough Road area behind the 7-Eleven. Not the 7-Eleven, is it a 7-Eleven? That's the 7-Eleven, yep, yeah, you're right. Uh, they want to build a, an apartment building there and there was lots of opposition at the um, uh, a position from the planning commission because it was very high density, a lot of issues with the parking, even though there's a garage indoor. They had a weird design where they would have apartments that surrounded this central garage area. Um, so it was just something that the planning that commission didn't like. Is that going to go in or? Well, uh, it's still a possibility, yeah. But okay. uh, I haven't heard anything more about it. I have a comment. Um, to my mind, the Bucks County Planning Commission has a catch-22 built into their uh, predictions for how how many apartment buildings you or residences you know you will need in the future, and it's based on. Um, prior year's growth. So you have several years, I'm not sure how many years prior growth that you have. So they say, based on that, you're going to need so many more units going forward. But it doesn't take into um, consideration that there is, we already have high density and we already have a lot of congestion. And probably what we want to do at this point is, is scale down on that and, um, you know, not not be building so many more. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, kind of agree with that. I mean, uh, the projections I got from the Bucks County Planning Commission was there was going to be very little 
population increase projected. And so why do you need these big apartment buildings? Um, and creating uh, other problems. So that was a little contradictory for me. On the one hand, they said they weren't expecting a huge population in demand increase. And on the other hand, they come up with, well, you can build these apartment buildings. And not only that, they're taking the the Board of Supervisors out of, you know, out of direct, um, up, you know, ability to uh, challenge that. And uh, that's what the Planning Commission said. They would have preferred that it be a conditional use so that it would have to go through the uh, Board of Supervisors. And uh, right now it would not necessarily go through the Board of Supervisors. We would only get to talk about the uh, land use about, well, I guess maybe, you know, the color of the building or something like that. <laughs> Uh, I remember discussing with Wawa, you know, what kind of facade we wanted on their Wawa. I mean, and it really got way, way beyond that. I mean, once they won the right to have that use, the uh, discussion about what they were actually going to build there was like very limited. <laughs> so... Um, they got their way, and that's what would happen with this if it's a uh, for use rather than uh, conditional use. Anyway, did, that's as I, as I understand it. it, 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 it just so, I'm sorry, uh, Peg. I just want to finish this, and I I have to go. But the um, it, uh, I'm sorry. Just they voted for without the conditional use, right? To send it to the other townships. It was voted three, three to two. Me and Kyle Davis voted no. Okay, that's for the thanks, John. Okay. Thank you. All right. I I have to go now. Thank All you. All right. Thanks for attending. Okay. Hey, hey John. Um, keeping with the uh, the business comments, um, I'm just curious. You know, the, the the office market obviously has changed dramatically, right, since COVID. With remote, has has the township thought about maybe updating any type of study as to how best develop the business comments right proactively? I mean, I know you mentioned the economic development committee. I, I remember years ago. I don't even remember how long ago this is. I, I've been in the township now almost thirty years. There was some attempt to do a strategic planning type exercise, and this was when the vacancy rates were pretty low. I don't know what the vacancy rates are today, but but clearly the whole office market is not going to be what it was. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know, do, does the township, does it make more sense for the township to get more proactive in trying to figure out versus just waiting for apartments to be built? Well, it may not be. The, yeah, well, Bob, the um, the plan also calls for other uses that could be, you know, included there. So that uh, whoever is developing, I mean, a lot of it's all privately owned, isn't it? It's um, it's up to the property owners, you know, basically, I guess, you know, if they want to put in a uh, deli somewhere in their building on the ground floor, that kind of thing, or, you know, have something, other kinds of offices uh, for other purposes, uh, you know, in their building. And I'm not quite sure how that would, you know, play out. And maybe that's why the um, Bucks County Planning Commission wants these mixed-use um, uh, buildings uh, where they expect developers to come in where there's land available and, and build new buildings. I'm not sure. I don't think I answered your question, but, you know. Yeah, I think the uh, former economic um, council, I'm not sure what it was called, committee, uh, came, one conclusion that they came to was that they would uh, prefer businesses because there would be more tax income from businesses 
than there would be from residences, um, whether it's earned income or and or occupational. So, but those people are no longer on the. Mm. You're talking about the. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I totally agree with that. I think having more apartments, right, is only going to add, right, to not only traffic, right, but you could also have you could have more students, right? You could have the higher school tax. I mean, it, 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 it. I'm just thinking, the office itself, right? People at most are going in two to three days a week in this environment trying to figure out are there other types of non-residential, um, for lack of a better word, type uses, right? So that we get the taxes, don't get more people right in there on a regular basis. It's just, I, I think having an, any type of economic development committee report from years ago may not reflect the current environment, right? That, we, that we're in today. That, that was my point for raising the question. Right. Um... I think the original argument for the apartments might have been so that it would be easier to have um, workers living near where they worked. But the way this is going, like I see with other apartment buildings, they're, they're talking about market value apartments, which are very expensive. And I'm not quite sure if the workers who are working there are, can afford that. And... Uh, so I, I don't think that would be the case with these apartments where it would encourage. We don't want to have an Oxford Valley. We don't have an, want to have an Oxford Valley apartment disaster in our town. Uh, well. Because you know, the mall is not a mall anymore. Nobody goes to the mall. I don't know. Yeah, it's too crowded. Nobody goes there anymore. <laughs> As Yogi Berra said, yeah. Right. So John, question back to stop signs. What can we do as residents to try to install those flashing lights around the stop signs? So maybe people's brains would take Well, uh, okay, you now you're talking you're talking getting the pen dot involved. Anything that involves electricity has to be connected. Pen dot has to sort of approve. I mean, I'm not quite sure so what most, you most of the ones in New Jersey have solar things right at the top. Yeah. It doesn't require any electricity it's it's smart it's really smart because someone's going to get killed i went to the newtown borough police department which was a joke and i said can't you leave a police car like somebody's watching i said put a fake camera looking at you saying that you're being recorded it doesn't have to be a real camera just something and they're like sorry we don't have enough officers or enough cars to do anything and it's like what's it going to take somebody to be killed i mean you, look, you went to the on, you went to the borough for stanford for uh Lower Dolington Road? Yeah, Frost Lane in Edinburgh is the borough. Oh, oh yeah. Down by the bridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the the Newtown uh, Township Police do have enough cars, and they have been putting out dummy cars and even uh, cars with policemen in it um, mm -hmm. to enforce the uh, stop sign thing. And I kind of... Uh, Agree with you. I think it's the one at the at um, not Everett at um, Yorkshire. Mm -hmm. No, the oh. one at Yorkshire Drive on Lower Dolington. I'm talking about. I oh, yes. I you know zoomed. I zoomed past that one day. That stop sign going north, and you know it's because it's because that stop sign is a little bit off further to the left because there's a left You're turn. Right. You're absolutely right. And when I was stopping to come into our into uh, Country Bend at Everett, there was a Tesla behind me that almost rear-ended me because he didn't know I was stopping. Yeah. It's just... Well, this particular sign could use... I mean, there are signs along the way that say, stop sign ahead. Right. But, you know, what you're saying is this sign that's like... way off to the side... You know, I told the chief, you know, I, I just blew right past that. And King kind of laughs and says, well, yeah, if we catch you, you're going to get a ticket. <laughs> but, you know, catching is uh, is part of the problem, uh, catching people doing that. But, um, yeah, that could be made more visible, that particular sign, I would think. And uh, maybe I'll ask the, the chief about that. 
And even in New Jersey, the pole itself has red reflectors going up to this lit up sign. So there's definitely things that could be done. I'm not saying everywhere, but you know what? When people see like by uh, McCaffrey's shopping center, it says stop really means stop. I still think there's people that don't, they're, they're too busy reading their phones or whatever, and they're just going right through. Yeah. Well, there's a limit to what you can do about those people, really. I mean, yeah. except give them tickets, and yeah, they uh, they're out there, but not every day. Uh, they have to rotate, and there's a lot. There's 71 miles of uh, Newtown Township roads to take care of, so it's a big, big job. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anybody else got any anything on their mind that they might like to uh, make a comment about? Or we did the stop signs, the Bosch belt, the bridges. The... Oh, would you talk about the um, uh, comprehensive plan um, issue? whether they were going to include words about climate change and uh, the final yeah. planning our planning commission that's uh something that i know the environmental uh, advisory council is interested in and um now that um you know, maybe the other township, Upper Makefield, is more amenable to talking about climate change. They may not, they may no longer object to that. Um, so I think there would be some people in Newtown uh, working to make that happen. Uh, and probably it'd be an issue that would come up at the next uh, jointure meeting. And unfortunately, I've decided to go to the zoning hearing board meeting, which happens at the same time as the jointure meeting, uh, like on February 1st. It's the, what is that? The, uh, the first Thursday of the month or something? Um, so it's always a challenge. Do you go to the jointure meeting or the zoning hearing board meeting? I don't know. Um, but, you know, uh, I, have, I haven't taken a look at that lately. I thought there was going to be um, an amendment, like not an amendment, an addendum, no. that we would include in our own version of the comprehensive plan that we can put in whatever the heck we wanted to. You know what I mean? Uh, that's the problem with the jointure. You can't do whatever the heck you want for your own town <laughs> in terms of something like this. Um, so, you know, they're competing interests. And um, the same thing happened with the, the trails. Um, like we wanted a, a trail to go all the way to the um, remembrance of monuments along through up a um, Silver Lake Road, I guess. I'm not quite sure what the route is, but Upper Makefield was said, well, we don't want any trails in our township, <laughs> basically. So I was, Lower Mayfield, I'm not sure, but, uh -huh. you know, dealing with these other townships sometimes is a little frustrating. Uh, and personally, uh, you know, I wish we weren't in the jointure, to tell you the truth, so that we can have better control over things that matter to Newtown. But... Um, so far, that hasn't gotten much traction. So, Wrightstown has not weighed in yet at all, or have they? Wrightstown, um, I, well, I, you know, I don't want to put any words in their mouth, but I'm not, uh, I'm not sure they object so much as Upper Makefield. But 
Um, you know, some people just don't believe in climate change, I guess, so. Yeah. Well, I think the issue with Brightstone was also that they they just hadn't given feedback at all. Yeah. Um, well, I had thought, like I said, if he had an addendum, it was like easy peasy, you know what I mean? Uh, everybody can have what they want and we won't be stepping on each other's toes, basically. Um, you know, I don't know uh, if climate change affects one town more than another. I don't know, but um, we'll see. So I'm not really sure where that stands right now in terms of trying to get that language back in. I think uh, it probably will happen because I think now that the uh, board has changed that upper Makefield, they may be okay with it now. Well, sometimes, you know, there are buzzwords for people, whereas what you really want to approach is how a township is responding to um, increased frequency of, of storms and the flooding that's um, um, we can expect in the future and those kind of, kinds of things. But sometimes you don't have you don't have to say climate change. You just have to. Yeah. Um, well, work one of the things I am concerned about is all this about impervious surface. A yeah. lot yeah. of people are coming to the zoning hearing board and coming before the board of supervisors because they want to build a pool, more or less, or a back, uh, something, a shed or whatever, and they're exceeding the allowable impervious surface. And um, there's one coming up right now where I looked at their backyard. They already have a, uh, like a sunroom that was added, which I'm sure they got a variance for increased impervious surface for that, right? And now they want to add a pool to increase the impervious surface even more. And their backyard is very small. It, they're not going to have anything else but that sun deck and the pool in their backyard. And all that's impervious surface. So when when it comes before the zoning hearing board, they say, oh, they only want to increase the impervious surface from 21% to 25%. That's not very much. But, you know, after doing it several times, it begins to add up. And then I, I learned that if you're, if you're increasing impervious surface by more than 1,000 square feet or something like that, you have to have this uh, mitigation plan. Right now, it's voluntary, and the Planning Commission and the Zoning Hearing Board will say, we hope that you have a mitigation plan, like a rainforest or some kind of trench that leads it water off to some safe area. But then it goes into somebody else's yard, and then the neighbor comes in and complains that I'm getting all this runoff now because we're downhill from there. And, you know, at some point, uh, we have to do something to uh, enforce the impervious surface. You're talking about enforcing signage, stupid neon sign. And you're going through all this trouble to enforce that, but nobody's going through any trouble to enforce the impervious surface requirements. Yeah. And, and you can have a, a mitigation plan within the comprehensive plan or within the code, our code, um, regardless of what you call it, whatever. It doesn't have to be called climate change. It can just be called mitigation plan. Yeah. So that this has to do with the, the water, more rain, more water running off. Uh, and... You know, so it becomes more important. And I think if this is finally beginning to hit home 
with some other supervisors that we have to be uh, something have to do something about it. What I'd like to know is um, how you are enforcing these mitigation plans because I got from the uh, engineer the fact I forget what they called it, but you have to have this uh, plan if it's over ten thousand feet, and you have to have a maintenance program that is overseen by the township. Has the township ever? overseeing any plan like that uh, and making sure that these mitigation plans or these these things that are built in are maintained. For example, oh, I'm going to have rain barrels, I'm going to have um, a rainforest, but over time, has that rain barrel had got a hole in it and it's not working? Or does that rainforests not work anymore, rain garden, you know, don't work anymore. Uh, I don't think the township is, is really keeping track of all that, to tell you the truth. No, I agree. And I, um, I think it's a gross oversight. And I think that um, the state updated um, the best management practices, stormwater best management practices uh, manual Best management practices, right? Yeah, and apparently some of that was mandated, I think, by the DEP, but I'm not sure who mandated it for townships to put that into their code. When I look at, you know, take a cursory look at the code, and I didn't read the whole thing, it says that the township may do these things. So, you know, it may be just, you know, changing that wording to make an amendment say right. they need to they need and they have to do these things you know and the mitigation plan should be incorporated so i'm going to be talking more to ellen snyder who really uh also brought this up at a recent uh, board of supervisors meeting about how we can accomplish that maybe and get some uh work done by the environmental advisory council to help uh, with that. And, um, you know, because that's the way to tackle, really to tackle uh, environmental uh, climate change, in my yeah. view. And at, at, up until this time, I was saying, oh, you know, a resident wants to put a pool in. Who am I to, to say, oh, you can't do that because you increase your impervious surface by 3%. But, <laughs> you, you know, I, I finally got from the engineer, well, what exactly is going on? When you say it's increased 3%, it's like 3% out of 17, from 17 to 20. That's, yes, a 3% absolute increase, but it's more than 3%. Three, 3 over 17 is more than 3%. You know, so it's really increasing it more significantly than it sounds sometimes. And mm -hmm. so uh, people are not expressing that increase in the right way. They're uh, expressing it to make it sound less than it really is. And that is something I'm catching on to and we'll be looking at when other people come in and want to build a pool. I'm sorry, you know, uh, but at some point, you know, am I discriminating against people who want pools? I don't know, <laughs> you know, but... Um, well, I don't know whether it takes a resolution or change in code or it takes, you know, the supervisors saying we need a moratorium on the, you know, um, I, I think at least that, you know, our, our state rep and our state senator are acutely aware of flooding problems and what they, their response is, well, we're going to give people uh, easier access to flood insurance. Now that's a recognition, but it isn't really, you know, it doesn't get at the, um, mitigation. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's getting uh, on to 8.30, getting near my bedtime, sorry to say. 
Any other uh, pressing needs? Uh, I want to thank everybody for attending. If you, uh, I will try to send the uh, presentation I made with all my notes to everybody who has attended. So uh, it will be available soon, I hope. And uh, if there's no other questions, I guess I'm going to conclude the meeting. So any questions, any final thoughts, anybody? Seeing none, I wanna thank you all for attending. So have a good rest of your night. Thank you. Thanks, John.